Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, so I appreciate it. I'm grateful for it. Hopefully it helps you get through the day a little bit, and hopefully it helps our country, even if, even if just a little bit. Not a lot on the homestead. The chickens have gone back to laying a decent number of eggs again, which is good. I think the heat may be somewhat broken, which is also good. And now if we can just get a little bit of rain. It's never enough, is it? It's always one more thing. <laughs> I heard a old rancher, farmer say one time that they didn't want much as far as wanting more land. They just wanted all the pieces that touch their property. <laughs> Never satisfied. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for those people that listen to it, share it, subscribe to it. Be with them and their families. Bless them. Keep them safe. Protect them from evil of any kind. Watch over our leaders across the country, Lord. President, Vice President, Senators and Generals, Representatives, Admirals, Judges, Give them wisdom and courage and a strong faith. Help us to be more grateful, to remember more often all the blessings you have bestowed upon us as individuals and as a nation. And guide my words here, Father, please. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to start a new little series. We just got through with a series for the last few podcasts talking about some of the growing attacks on Christianity, churches, vandalism, and the noticeable difference in how we handle it or respond to it today versus how our founders did. We're going to go back today to a Churchill biography. Those of y'all that have listened to the podcast for the last, I don't know, maybe year, year and a half, every once in a while we've gone back to this Churchill book. There's a man named Manchester who wrote a trilogy biography on 
Winston Churchill. And the middle book in the series is titled Alone. The whole series is titled The Last Line. But the middle series in the book is titled Alone. And it primarily covers Churchill's life in the 30s leading up to Britain entering World War II. Maybe a little bit of the 20s. I can't quite remember right now. I don't have the book in front of me. And the reason we go back to this book in particular, the first book's phenomenal too. Uh, sadly, I haven't gotten to the last one yet, which is a, it's an interesting little story. Maybe we'll talk about it sometime and how that actually got published, the last volume. There was a couple decade gap between the first two volumes and the last volume, I think. But the, the parallels, when you, when you start to read history and, and look at it, the parallels between the American left today and the, and I'm talking about the everyday citizens primarily, but you can say the same thing about the leaders to a certain extent. And the German citizens of the 1920s and 30s that supported the Nazis are unbelievably striking. And, and you really can make similar comments about the, the Red Guard, for example, in Maoist China and the Cultural Revolution, maybe uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, somewhere in there. Uh, you can also make the same comments, comparisons between the the modern American left and those people that supported the revolution in Russia and supported Stalin. And then the other, on the flip side, though, going back to the this this Winston Churchill book and the comparisons that you can see there on the conservative side in America, people that at least think or claim that they're patriotic, there's some really astounding parallels between many of us today and the British average everyday British citizen in the 20s and 30s. And so we're going to go through and read, spend a few days, we go back and spend a few days every once in a while on this Churchill series. And so I'm going to just start with a couple little quotes out of this book. And we'll kind of see where we, where we get to. So, I was trying to find a, a date. I, I want to say this was in the early 30s. And they're just 
Churchill was really aware of the menace of Hitler and the Nazis for quite a while. And, and he really stood alone in that understanding. Uh, he was ostracized for it. He was ridiculed for it, uh, especially when he became critical of the government, His Majesty's government in Britain. Uh, and so he was alone a lot. And Hitler became aware of him and didn't appreciate it at all and saw him as a threat. And so this is just one of those instances of this back and forth. Churchill had made some disparaging comments about Hitler and the Nazis and the Germans just in general their actions at this point and uh, warnings for Churchill to uh, be silent. Winston had no intention of lowering his voice. Eleven days later he told the Royal, so Royal Society of St. George that the greatest peril lay not in Berlin, but in British, quote, defeatist doctrines, end quote, arising from the mood of unwarrantable self-abasement into which we have been cast by a powerful section of our own intellectuals. He said nothing can save England if she will not save herself. If we lose faith in ourselves, in our capacity to guide and govern, if we lose the will to live, then indeed our story is told. There's a couple things here. One, just like the British in the 1920s and 30s, our greatest danger is from within. It's not from without. It's not China uh, or Russia or Iran or North Korea. And I'm not saying that each of those different states is not a threat to us in America, some of them greater or smaller than others, relatively speaking. But the greatest danger, without even a close comparison, is us. It's ourselves. And we too have been kind of tricked, pushed, prodded into the state that we're in. Uh, this self-abasement, right? This, this guilt of being American that you see pushed in the ivory towers and the academics really across the board now, uh, colleges, universities, K through 12, this idea that Somehow America is systemically racist and bigoted and sexist and that uh, we ought to feel sorry and, and be ashamed to the rest of the world for all the evil we've done. When the exact opposite is, is actually true, no country has done more to spread liberty and freedom than the United States. 
And if you're going to blame the United States for slavery, which is absurd relative to the rest of the world, then you at least ought to have the courage to give her the credit for ending it, unlike much of the rest of the world. And so we've been driven to this point intellectually, academically, and we've let ourselves go there, folks. We, we've been asleep. There's something that I harp on every so often. You know, we want to get, during COVID, you really saw it. People just wanted to get back to quote-unquote normal. Man, if we could just get back to normal. There's no normal, folks. We're, we're way past normal. And this greatest danger for us, this internal greatest danger, is always from rejecting God and from within. I mean, that's it. That's, that's how we're going to fail, if we're going to fail. And so I'm going to try and finish this episode here with a little look back at Lincoln's Lyceum Address from 1838 and kind of compare it to Churchill's words here. So Lincoln was giving, this is one of his first speeches, I think, I want to say. At what point shall we expect the approach of danger? By what means shall we fortify against it? Shall we expect some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us at a blow? Never. All the armies of Europe Asia, and Africa combined, with all the treasure of the earth, our own accepted, in their military chest, with a Bonaparte for a commander, could not by force take a drink from the Ohio or make a track on the Blue Ridge in a trial of a thousand years. At what point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. I hope I am over-wary, but if I am not, there is even now something of ill omen amongst us. And so again, this address, right? Uh, early on, Lincoln was 28 years old when he gave this speech. And 1938, so quite a while before the Civil War, and he already saw, much like Churchill saw, the warning signs. And they both, both of these phenomenally great leaders, identified the greatest problem for their country as internal. And it is for us again today, folks, our greatest enemy is not external to the United States. It's, it's our own fellow citizens 
on the left who stand for evil principles and ourselves who claim to be patriotic but who have been asleep at the wheel when it comes to these truly evil values, primarily the rejection of God from our society. And we're tearing ourselves apart. And, and the way to, the only way to solve that, like C.S. Lewis said, you got to go, if you make a wrong turn, you've got to go all the way back on your journey to the point where you make the wrong turn and choose the right turn. We've got to go all the way back to the point where we started really rejecting God. Which goes back to the 47th Supreme Court decision of separation of church and state. And that's got to be overturned. And we've got to turn back to God in our public life policy and institutions, particularly our schools, and make some radical changes, transformations back to our founding faith and principles. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. You get a chance, share the podcast with somebody. You get a chance, subscribe to the extra episodes over on Buzzsprout. I would greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.